This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, The Daniel Fast, A Bridge to Healthy Living. Many of us at one time or another have wanted to eat better, exercise more, lose weight, lower our blood pressure, or manage our diabetes once and for all. But getting to the other side of our health goals is not always easy. Designing a map to get from where you are to where you know you need to be can be overwhelming. But what if you were given a bridge? I need a bridge. You need a bridge. We all need a bridge. We believe in combining faith and whole plant foods to restore health because God wants you healthy. Enroll today. The Daniel Fast, a bridge to healthy living four-week interactive course www.danielfasttohealthyliving.com What if I told you that you had the power to change your life today just by choosing what you will eat next? Welcome to the podcast, Eat Your Best Life, where together through interviews and conversations, we dig deep into the power of plant-based nutrition and other lifestyle changes in enhancing your life both physically and spiritually. If you are ready to level up concerning your health, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Cersei Blue. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Eat Your Best Life. I'm your host, Cersei Blue, aka The Faithful Vegan. Welcome back to um, season three, episode two, where we are going to be focusing on weight loss, how to lose weight without losing your mind. So I'm so happy to be back. Um, I know I did a lot of catching up on the last episode to let you guys know what I've been up to um, and that I've been working on an amazing project, the Daniel Fast, A Bridge to Healthy Living um, with uh, my partner, Gigi Carter from My True Self. So wanted to just do another shout out for that program um, and also to request that if you guys want to join the private Facebook group, there's so much great things happening there. It's under Daniel Fast to Healthy Living dot com is the website and the actual Facebook group is the Daniel Fast A Bridge to Healthy Living. So you can Google that. Um, also, another reminder that I do hang out on Instagram um, and my handle is thefaithful.vegan. So if you want to shoot me a message there, or if you have any questions or ideas for the show, um, or if you just want to give any feedback, you can definitely contact me there as well. I'm also on Facebook, The Faithful Vegan as well. And like I say every week, guys, if you guys are enjoying these shows and these episodes, please subscribe. It's very, it's free on iTunes. That way you'll get, um, an alert every time a new episode comes out. Um, and also if you can leave a review because the more reviews we get is the more of a wider audience that we can reach. So if you can do that, that would be wonderful. So let's jump into this episode for this week. I am absolutely ecstatic because I have the amazing Dr. Michael Greger um, from nutritionfacts.org and we have a wonderful conversation about weight loss and other things as well. 
And so I am so, so excited for you guys to hear this episode. You are definitely, definitely going to be blessed. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Gregor before we jump in. He is the founding member and fellow of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. Um, He's a physician, a New York Times bestselling author, and an internationally renowned, recognized speaker on nutrition, food safety, and public health issues. He runs the popular website, nutritionfacts.org, a nonprofit science-based public service, service site, providing free daily updates on the latest in nutrition nutrition research. So if you have heard about Dr. Gregor, then you will know just how much of a rock star he is in the plant-based community. And if you are not familiar with him, you are going to be truly um, surprised and blessed because he has so much knowledge and of the work that he does, um, which I'll leave in the show notes. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the man with a heart of gold, Dr. Michael Greger. Fantastic. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my God. Anytime. This is going to be fun. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so excited. So if you're okay, we could just jump right in because I have a, several questions and I want to make sure Let's I get Let's rock and roll. Yes. So first of all, I want to start with your story because I've heard it a million times, but I think the audience would love to hear it. What's the passion behind you going into medicine and the whole nutritionfacts.org and telling the world what the science says about our nutrition? Yeah, you know, it all really goes back to my grandmother. You know, I was just mm-hmm. a kid uh, when my grandma was sent home in a wheelchair uh, basically to die with end-stage heart disease. Uh, I'm sure they had so many, you know, open heart surgeries, basically run out of plumbing at some point, confined a wheelchair, crushing chest pain. Her life was over at age 65. Uh, but then she heard about this guy, Nathan Pritikin, one of our early lifestyle medicine pioneers. And what happened next is actually detailed in Pritikin's biography. It talks about uh, you know, Francis Greger, my grandmother. Right? They wheeled her in and, uh, and uh, she walked out within a few weeks. She was walking 10 miles a day. And though she was given a medical death sentence at age 65, thanks to a healthy diet, was able to enjoy another 31 years till age 96 to continue to enjoy her six grandkids, including me. Uh, That's why I went into medicine. Uh, That's why I wrote the book, How Not to Die. That's why 100% of the proceeds I receive from all my books are donated to charity. I just want to do for everyone's family what Pritikin did for my family. Okay, awesome. So before I dive into your new book, How Not to Diet, and of course, the surviving the pandemic, how to survive a pandemic, I have to talk a little bit about How Not to Die, because I think that was a book that was a foundation for me and for a lot of other people. We're talking about the top killers um, in America. You're talking about heart disease. Can you talk a little bit about the top three killers or even just the top killers that are killing millions and millions of Americans every single day? And you said something so powerful. It need not not be because of what we're putting in our mouth. So could you kind of just talk a little bit about some of those top ones that we're under this myth that we, we just got to, you know, it's just happening mystically and we don't know where it's, what ha- what's happening. Right. Millions every year. Thankfully, not millions every day, or at least fingers crossed so far. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, you can take the number one killer. Number one killer, both men and women 
in the United States is heart disease. And there's only one diet that's ever been shown to not just prevent arrest, but reverse heart disease, like what happened with my grandmother. And that's a diet centered around whole plant food, right? Opening up arteries without drugs, without surgery, just a healthy plant-based diet and lifestyle. And I mean, like if that's, I mean, if that's all a plant-based diet could do, reverse the number one killer, men and women. I mean, shouldn't that kind of be the default diet to prove another one? And the fact that it can also be so effective in preventing, arresting, reversing other leading killers like type two diabetes and high blood pressure would seem to make the case for plant-based eating simply overwhelming. Yeah, that, that's so true because you, you say that if, if that should be the default diet. So let's shift a little bit to the, the, your wonderful book that you came out with this year, How Not to Diet. Um, a lot of times, you know, every week, every month, there's a new diet that comes out. You know, your, your girlfriend at work says, hey, try this, this drinking um, cabbage soup for six weeks. You know, I'm going to lose weight. And it's like, it's, it's constant. So you're always like on this treadmill finding this new diet. But you say something so powerful that we really shouldn't be getting advice from our coworker or, you know, some review on Amazon about what we, the most important thing, which is our nutrition, what we're going to feed our family. So can you tell us in all the research that you did in this book, and I know this was a big um, milestone that you took on, what's the deal with dieting? I mean, what's the deal? Is there an answer to maintain our weight, to lose weight? And not just like you said, to fit into a smaller casket, but to live a long and healthy life. What's, what's the secret? Yeah, you know, with so much nutritional noise and nonsense out there, I just wanted there to finally be an evidence-based diet book. Um, and to that end, I cite literally thousands of studies digging up every possible tip, trick, tweak, technique proven to accelerate the loss of body fat, to give people every possible advantage, and basically build the optimum weight loss solution from the ground up. Um, and, uh, to, and I mean, and uh, you know, diets, as you mentioned, really, I mean, diets don't work by definition, right? Because a diet, going on a diet implies at some point you're going to go off a diet, right? Permanent weight loss requires permanent dietary change. Healthier habits just have to become a way of life. And if it's going to be lifelong, you want it to lead to a long life. And thankfully, the single best diet proven for weight loss uh, just so happened to be the safest, cheapest way to eat for the longest, healthiest life. And that, again, is a diet um, uh, uh, you know, the centers around real food that grows out of the ground, um, whole plant foods um, from, you know, kind of fields, not factories. These are really the healthiest foods, not only for preventing these leading killer diseases, um, but also for, um, uh, for weight loss. And indeed, the most effective weight loss intervention ever published in the peer-reviewed medical literature that didn't uh, require, you know, calorie restriction or enforced exercise was a whole food plant-based diet. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the fact that you, you make a statement in the book that a calorie isn't a calorie? And I think we're under this myth that as long as we can make sure our calories fit into this specific number or guideline, we've hit some type of jackpot. But you talk about in the book that a calorie isn't a calorie. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, it's, it's really fascinating. You know, in medical school, you know, we're taught, you know, a calorie from one source is just as fattening as a calorie from any other source. But it turns out a calorie is not just a calorie. 100 calories of chickpeas has a different impact than 100 calories of chicken or chicklets, you know, based on 
uh, different factors like absorption, uh, appetite, uh, the effect on our microbiomes. Uh, you know, different foods can rev up or down your appetite. And, you know, it's not just what we eat, but what we absorb, right? Fiber, for example, in whole intact plant foods can trap calories and flush them out of the, out of the body. And look, and even if we eat and absorb the same number of calories, the calories may still not be a calorie. The same number of calories eaten at a different time of day or in a different meal distribution or after different amounts of sleep can translate into different amounts of body fat, right? Even the exact same foods eaten differently can have different effects. So it's not just what we eat, but how and when. And that was really one of the most surprising things that I learned um, when, I, uh, when I researched for the book. Yeah, because I was really, I've always heard the concept, you know, eat breakfast like a king, um, lunch like a prince and you know your dinner like a popper. I've I grew up hearing that hearing that phrase um, but again when you said it was grounded in research I was like wow this is this is amazing um, because just by eating your, your dinner for breakfast so to speak can shift the, the deal here it is really remarkable so that's one of the reasons I encourage people not to eat after 7 p.m. Mm. don't eat after sundown because um, the same food at night is more fattening than the exact same number of calories, the exact same food eaten earlier in the day. You actually put on more fat, same snack at a different time of day. And so morning calories don't count as much. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just remarkable as benefits are blood sugars and triglycerides and all sorts of other things. That was really, yeah, that was, that was surprising. Um, I didn't know if this whole like, you know, breakfast, most important meal of the day was just some like, you know, Kellogg's, you know, yeah. campaign or something yeah. like you never know. It's yeah. you know, look at the science. But yeah, yeah, uh, it was, it is a really impressive body of evidence now. And so, you know, that's one of the things that I changed in my life. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I wasn't skipping breakfast before, but I just have a small breakfast. But now um, I really, uh, I, I eat, or, um, I eat supper earlier in the day. Um, and try to shift my calories towards the morning, if at all possible. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to do that as well. Um, and so you, there's a little bit of intermittent fasting that kind of goes along with that. So you'd probably, are you suggesting that people do, or does the science show that people would eat between what, like nine and seven, 10 and seven, like that 12, what's the window? Oh, I love the way you phrase that question, right? It's not what do I think, it's what it's the like, science says. Who cares yeah. what I think or what anybody yeah. thinks? Yeah. What does the science say? When it comes to something as life and death important as to what yeah. you do yourself and your family, that's, I mean, you know, that's, that's the only place we really need to go. We need some objective information. Um, and so, yeah, there is a benefit to what's yeah. called time-restricted feeding, meaning um, we uh, restrict our caloric intake during a certain window um, eating window during the day under 12 hours. Um, most Americans actually eat nearly around the clock. Um, and that's actually bad. We should really give ourselves a break from eating. It allows our bodies to, um, uh, to, uh, to not be constantly bombarded. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, so uh, you know, that's why, you know, if you, I encourage people not to eat after 7 p.m. That's one of the reasons. So we try to squeeze that window down uh, but again, it's critical when that window is. Um, uh, so if you're going to skip any meal, we're skipping supper, not breakfast. We want an early time-restricted feeding window. That's really probably the best. And that's another thing 
um, that really changed in my own family's diet um, uh, when all the, and look, the research isn't new. I mean, the research has been there for years. I just had never have really delved that deep into it. Okay. And lastly, just on that one, on the how not to diet, can you just talk a little bit, like give us a couple of those tweaks? So the second half of the book was quite interesting because you were talking about tweaks that you could do 10 cents, you know, one cent a day, like very minimal Great. cost. Yeah. Does take anything off of you to implement these little tweaks. Can you talk a little bit about a few yeah, of them? Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah, I had a blast. So, you know, it's like how not to die. We split up into two sides. Two, you know, I had the first half was just 15 chapters, each of the 15 leading causes of death, talking about the old diet, may play in preventing, arresting, reversing each of our top 15 killers. But then the second half of the book, I didn't want it to just be kind of a, a you know, reference book. I wanted to be practical, day-to-day -day grocery store type decisions. So I sent my recommendations around this daily dozen checklist of all the healthiest of healthy foods and encourage people to fit into their daily diet. And so the, and I, I kind of like that, you know, why, then how kind of dichotomy. So that's what I did for How Not to Diet. First half of the book, well, it's kind of like three halves of the book. First um, part of the book is really, you know, what's the optimal diet? Let's build it from the ground up. Um, and uh, and then, then the second half is like, okay, well, regardless of what you eat, there are some things that can accelerate. Right? So you go on a healthy diet. Um, you should lose weight. But if you want to do it faster, um, uh, you know, well, they, yes, there are some things that have been proven in these controlled trials to actually accelerate the loss of body fat, regardless of what you eat. Um, and uh, and uh, uh, so it turned, that turned into my 21 tweaks. Yeah. So that's been actually added to my uh, free app, a free app, an iPhone, Android called Dr. Gregor's Daily Dozen. And you can actually swoop up, switch over to weight loss mode and see all the 21 tweaks because there are a bunch of them. Uh, so just to go through a few, um, some called negative calorie preloading. Basically, that just means starting on a meal with fruits, vegetables, soup, salad, or simply a tall glass of water. Basically, anything with less than 100 calories per cup. So for example, eating a large apple before a meal is so filling that people go on to eat about 300 calories less food. Um, but a large apple only has 100 calories. So 100 calories in, 300 calories out. So an apple eaten before a meal effectively has negative 200 calories. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, uh, uh, vinegar. I recommend two teaspoons of vinegar with every meal. Um, when our body metabolizes the acetic acid and vinegar, we get a natural boost in this fat burning enzyme called AMPK, causing people to lose about five pounds over three months for just pennies a day without removing anything from their diets. Um, probably the, uh, you know, cheapest is this garlic, these garlic powder studies, yeah. just a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder a day um, into your diet, uh, cause people to lose about six pounds of straight body fat uh, over 15 weeks. And look, quarter teaspoon a day, wow. if you get those big containers, that's literally two pennies a day. Wow. Um, I mean, you know, if they could pack this into some kind of pill, they'd be making all this money because there's no downsides. Um, with the exception, if you're going in for surgery, we should really try to cut out garlic um, for a week or two before surgery, just because it can make it thin your blood a little bit, um, yeah. make bleeding a little harder to stop. So if you're going in for elective surgery, you want to stop the garlic. But other than that, um, it's just uh, lots of benefits. Wow, wow, wow. So, you know, you always encourage people, make sure you read the first half of the book before you just jump to the tweak. So just yeah, I know. Together. <laughs> I was worried about that, right? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> bud kind of thing. Right. But again, right? I mean, it, it, we don't just want a, we don't just want a, a thinner body. We want a healthier body. body. Exactly. Um, and so, right. So it all, it all goes together.
Exactly. So with our last couple of minutes, we're in the middle of a pandemic, Dr. Gregor. And I just can't believe how, I know your background was, you know, with infections control and disease and all of that before, but you seized the moment in COVID and pumped out a book, How Not to Survive, How to Survive a Pandemic. Yeah. So can you just give us, a, I know we're closing out now, but just give us a little hint. I mean, how do we survive a pandemic? There is so much information out there that, you know, from extreme conspiracy theory, right down to, you know, some political things around wearing a mask, not wearing Crazy. a mask. I mean, we're, we're, we're all confused. We're in the middle yeah. of it. Tell us uh, just in a couple things or little points, how do we survive a pandemic? Yeah, I'm so, I'm, I'm so excited I was able to get this out. And it didn't, indeed, it built on my um, earlier work. First half of my professional life, I was actually working on infectious disease, public health, not on chronic disease. Um, uh, yeah, me and other public health experts kind of shouting from the rooftops for years about the risk of pandemic. No one was really listening, but finally, hey, someone's listening now. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, what? Someone actually wants to know? Well, I've got all this work I've been doing, and so I could just bring that out. And yeah, we kind of fast tracked out a book. It's now available on audiobook and ebook, and I believe August eighteenth is uh, actually physical copies will be out. Yeah. It takes a little while for them to come out, but. Um, uh, so basically, I, you know, I try to cover everything there is to know about uh, protecting ourselves and our families from the new coronavirus. Optimal respiratory and hand hygiene, uh, surface disinfection, everything from masks to making your own hand sanitizer, that kind of thing. But the best way to survive a pandemic really is to prevent it in the first place. And that's why the bulk of the book actually centers around tracing the origins of the COVID coronavirus and you know, what we can do to prevent even greater infectious disease threats in the future. Yeah, and, and that's, it's so amazing how all your life's work, they, they all kind of point to the same message, you know, with eating, yeah. saving the planet, avoiding a pandemic, losing weight and reversing chronic disease and maintaining a healthy life. Thank you so much for the work that you are doing, Dr. Gregor. It is such a blessing. Nutritionfacts.org, it's, it's your life's work, but it changes lives. I mean, you, you're able to go on there and just get that real science that gives you the motivation to continue to change your life. Thank you so, so much for all the work that you're doing. I don't know how you do it, Dr. Gregor. I know you have two more books coming out, How Not to Age and How to Survive Cancer. Wow, you know. Blessings and uh, another book on then third will be on on uh, mental health. Mental health. Wow. Well, thank you for all the work that you do. You are well, definitely keep up the good work yourself. So happy to be on. Yes, you're definitely called for such a time as this. And um, I look forward to seeing your work, the rest of your work. Looking forward to our next interview after the next book. Yes, yes. I look forward to that. All well, right, stay safe so much and have a blessed day. Bye. You've been listening to the Eat Your Best Life, the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Until next time, thank you for listening.